0: You know, God has given me this message, and I've shared this with Kelsey over the past three weeks. It's about the river of God. I know some of you have heard it this morning uh, through the uh, corporate prayer, some of you have heard it through the care group but allow me to share it so that the whole entire church will hear this prophetic message. And I, I believe it over the past three weeks as I pray about it, the more and more I believe that this prophetic message is for the church, for you and for me. So let's listen and let's, let's tune in, okay? So when I got this message about the river, I thought of Peter, okay, in Luke chapter five. I, I'm not going to read chap- Luke chapter five because I have another verse that I want us to focus uh, in a the, in the few minutes here. But I want you to take you to a little bit of the context and background of where God led, led me three weeks ago. And so when I was reading Luke chapter five, I saw Peter and his buddies, his fishermen buddies, was fishing overnight and they were disappointed. Basically, they, they did not have any fish. They came back empty to the bank, okay? And then Jesus met them, and then Jesus, being a carpenter, right? He was a carpenter, and now he is instructing the professional fishermen who had been fishing the whole night, who had come back empty, to go back to the deep. So can you imagine being all these fishermen? Come on, how many of you are experts in your field? How many of you are so smart that when Jesus said, you know what, let's go back to the deep? We're like, what? I'm smarter than you. I'm the, I'm the fisherman. I'm the professional fisherman. Who are you? You are the carpenter. But yet, we saw from Peter's faith and obedience, he took the boat to the deep, okay? And to the, to the deep, he went. And how many of you know, when God calls you to the deep, you will lose control? How many of you know that? When God asks you to go to the deep, you lose control. You know, I love to do uh, snorkeling. How many of you love to do snorkeling? Yeah, I love to do snorkeling. And, and uh, the only thing that I don't quite like about snorkeling is that if I go deeper into the sea and snorkel in the middle of the sea. That's, I'm a little bit worried. I'm very anxious. And plus, I'm not an avid snorkeler, but I love the, the peacefulness of the sea, right? So because being a non-avid snorkeler, so my snorkeling gear is actually the full face gear, okay? The full face gear. I just found out from my trip to Hawaii just a few months ago that the full face uh, uh, snorkeling gear is actually not good for you. Okay, and I didn't know why. So the instructor said, uh, "Buddy, that's actually not good for you." I said, "Why? This is the most convenient invention. This is so cool because I can breathe with my with my nose. I can I can uh, see. You know, I don't." And then he said, "Yeah, it's okay. If you want to wear it, it's fine. You know, but I just want to let you know that's not good for you." So to cut the long story short, they took us to this beautiful place, and then they asked us to jump, basically in the middle of the ocean. Okay, not in the middle, but it's quite far from the from the uh, from the beach. So I jump in. When I jump in, and then I start to feel the wave over me, I panic. Okay, and when I panic, somehow that mass. I don't know why, it's making you even more claustrophobic. And then I became, I, I panicked even more, and I was trying to pull that thing, and I had a hard time pulling that thing. Okay? But to cut short, I was able to pull that thing, and I, I was able to swim without my mask. Uh, and then I know that in that middle of the sea, we lose control. And when God wants us to go deep into the sea, we lose control. How many of you like to lose control? No! Every one of us wants control, isn't it? So when God says go into the deep, which means that God wants you to put your whole trust in Him. You are going to lose control, but God will be the one in control over your life. And so now go to the deep. And to cut the long story short from Luke chapter 5, we know that Peter and his buddies were catching so much fish that it almost sink the boat. There is... Fruitfulness. there is miracles when we let go of control and allow God to take control over our lives. Don't you agree? And so that that water, that, that river that God allowed me to see a few weeks ago, and then suddenly I went back from MFI conference and Pastor Mark Estes um, actually preached about the same message that I got. So I got very excited because it's a confirmation of what God gave me three weeks ago and then was shared a, a few days ago. So, I want you to open up with me in Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47, which is really fascinating. In Ezekiel 47, actually, uh, Ezekiel was saying a prophetic message uh, about, about himself and about the church of God uh, uh, in, through, through the word in Ezekiel 47. How many of you know that the river that we are talking here actually symbolizes God? So, when the Bible said about the river, the river of life, it's talking about God. It's talking about the presence of God. Okay? And so here, in actually I want to let you read Psalm 46 first. So that you know what I'm trying to say is not of me. But it's the, the word of God. In Psalm 46 verse 4, it says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the river. And she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. So when, when the Bible said the river, it talks about God. When the, the Bible talks about the river, it also talks about the presence of God. So now let's, let's look at uh, Ezekiel 47. Okay. Are you guys excited? Come on. Some of you are still not awake yet. It's okay. It's okay. I got you, man. So I want to begin reading from verse 5, okay? It says this, Ezekiel 47, verse 5. Actually, let's go back to, uh, uh, you know what, let me see. Uh, You know what, let's read from verse 1. Is that okay? Let's read from verse 1. I think it will give you a little bit better context. It says, then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east. How many of you know that when God talks about the temple, it's not talking about the physical building of the the temple, but it is talking about you and me. We are the temple of God. So, when you look at this verse, it says that the the water is rising from the threshold of the temple. It tells me that the water is coming out from you and from me. Come on. Are you agreeing with me? The water that that builds up to be the river is actually coming from you and from me. From inside of us, it's coming out. And then let's continue reading, okay? Verse, uh, continue reading. The water was flowing down from... Uh, below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by the way of the north gate. North gate, where are we now? Isn't it prophetic? I tell you, man, it's prophetic. It's prophetic, okay? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. This north gate is different from this north gate. But it could be, it could be, okay? (laughs) Um, And led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east. And behold, the water was trickling out. On the south side. Going on the eastward with a measuring line in his hand. The man measured a thousand cubits. And then he led me through the water. And it was ankle deep. Okay. When, how many of you have ever walked ankle deep? Yeah, when you walk ankle deep, it looks like you are in control. But it is dangerous. You know, in Seattle, in the greater Seattle area, there's a lot of rivers. There's a lot of waters, there's a lot of hiking places, okay? And one of the things that you need to be aware of when you're walking on the river that is ankle deep, be careful because the stone is very slippery. And because it is ankle deep and when you slip, and because there's not enough water, you might hit your head on on the rocks. So when Ezekiel was walking an ankle deep, God told him, continue walking. This is not good for you. Keep walking, okay? And then it says, and then uh, again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Now it was knee deep. And then again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was waist deep. And God says, continue walking. And again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through. Now suddenly, he was sinking into the river. How many of you like to sink in the river? It's very, very scary. But I want you to know this prophetic message that God is calling for a generation that will sink deep, fully letting God in control. He wants us to let go and let God take control. We are not here to be called half foot in outside of the temple and one foot inside the temple. God wants us to swim into the river. He wants you to go deep into the river until you cannot walk anymore. So that's what happened to Ezekiel. He dived deep, and he was overwhelmed by the river. And then suddenly, God said this in verse, uh, in verse uh, let's continue reading verse 5 first. Again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through. For the water had reason, it was deep enough to swim in, and the river could not be passed through. So with his strength, with his uh, 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 potential, he couldn't pass through the river. Right When we are here, we are worshiping God. It is not about our own smartness. It is not about our strength. But it is truly God who sustains us, who provides us, and who leads us. And then, here we go. In verse 6. This is my, the main uh, prophetic message that I want to share with you. God said now to Ezekiel after he was sinking. He said, son of man, what did you see? Come on. God is, really has a sense of humor. Okay? When you are sinking, what do you see? <laughs> come on, right? Of course, you can't see much, right? And, and of course, God has a sense of humor. He said, what do you see? And obviously, he can't see anything. That's why he said the Lord led him back to the bank of the river. So after he died deep, he now come back towards the river. And listen to this. As I went back, listen, this is truly a prophetic message because I saw this yesterday. I saw this yesterday at the beach. Listen to this. He says, "As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river, very many trees. Were the trees there? Come on, were the trees there before? Yeah, it was there before. But because you are so consumed by the world, because you are so consumed by your own world, uh, by your own uh, troubles, by your own life, you don't see the trees. But the Bible said that those trees that are planted by the rivers, they shall never die. Even during the drought, even during the dry season, those trees that are planted by the rivers shall bear fruits. Suddenly, Ezekiel saw life. He saw life. It was there, but he didn't see it. He didn't see the promise of God. He didn't see the fruitfulness that God provided among those trees. And then let's continue, okay? And then he says, there are many trees on the other side and on one side. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into Araba and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. It's kind of strange to be honest with you, right? Because when the river waters into the sea, which is bigger? The seawater or the Fresh water. The seawater. What it should say naturally, it should say when the river water touched the seawater, the, the, the fresh water will become salty. But instead, the, the river water, the fresh water, it, becomes, it makes the seawater become fresh. Because when the river of God flows through you, something will change around you. Can you say amen? When the river of God flows through you into your city, into your living room, into your campuses, something is going to change in that place. Because our God is a supernatural God. We sang, we sang about it a few minutes ago. And then continue reading, okay? And when the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes... Remember, the river is God. The river is God. The river is the presence of God. And the river is in you, in me. Wherever the river flows, every living creature that swarm will live. Wherever you bring the presence of God, wherever you bring God, the dead will come to life. Can you say amen? Come on. Are you listening, church? It's in you. It's in me. We bring life even to the dead. Continue, okay? Man, I saw this prophetic message. And I saw how God is going to use this temple, you and me, in this city, in this time, in this moment, to bring dead things to life. Come on. I hope you see this prophetic message because it's for you. And then continue. Again, I saw, I saw this in the context of yesterday too. You know, on the beach. It says this. Wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be many fish. How many of you saw many fish yesterday by the beach? If you know what I'm talking about. okay. <laughs> I saw it. As the river flows towards the ocean. We saw Many fish. That is our calling. And then, l- listen to this. Okay, it says, uh, where, where, For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. If there are any dead things in your life, if there are any dead things in your family, I want you to invite God's presence into that thing. You need it. Are there any dead things in your life? Come on. Be honest. If there are any dead things in your life, you need to jump fully into the river and allow God to bring that dead things to life. Come on. I'm excited here. I'm sweating like crazy because I'm so excited. Okay? And fall weather is not helping too. You get out of the house, I feel cold. And then when you get here, it feels hot. It's the Holy Spirit, let me tell you. Okay? And I'm growing older too. With this weather, I feel cold. So strange. I remember, I used to live in Ohio. Okay? Whew. Okay, first 10. Are you guys ready? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done here, man. Let's wake up. He says, and listen to those of you who are volunteers yesterday. How many of you feel you were overwhelmed yesterday? I feel overwhelmed too, okay? it's was crazy when I got the report from Joy that 137 people that are coming, how on earth are we going to transport 137 people without a bus, okay? But listen, listen. When the river flows, there will be many fishes. But not only fishes, listen to this in verse 10. He said, fishermen, fishermen. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. God is raising up fishermen in this house. Can you say amen? The workers will be raised up by God. And they will be standing there waiting to provide us, together with us, and to catch many fish. And here, from engedi to Anaglam, it will be a place for the spreading of the nets. Are you seeing this? Or am I the one that's crazy excited about what I'm, I'm, I'm reading here? It's very exciting. It's a very exciting time for this church and for this city. And then listen to this. Listen to this. And this has been my prayer for the past 10 years. 10 years. I know it will come through one day. It says, It will be a place for the spreading of nets. It's fish. Oh, I'm out of breath. It's fish. Will be of many kinds. It's fish will be of many kinds. I don't know how many of you know. And have stand together with me for the past 10 years. It has been my cry to see nations. 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 coming into this house. It's been my cry and my prayer. For at least 10 years now. To see nations. Nations coming to this house. The fish will not be one type of fish. It's not going to be tilapia. It's not going to be tilapia. Why? Because it's boring. It's going to be different type of fishes. You have the barracuda. Woo! You have the salmon, and even the salmon has different type of salmon. You have the chinook, you have the sockeye, you have the king. I don't know what happened to the queen, but put it there. And then you have the guppies. You have the swordfish. Beautiful. That's why I love to go snorkeling because I get to see not one type of fish, but fish of many kinds. And that's God's promise, prophetic promise for this house that there will be many fish, many fish, but first and foremost we need to jump into the river. We are not able to see many fish, we are not able to catch any fish if we are standing by the side of the river. No way. You got to jump together with us. Come on, I know it sounds scary. I promise you it's going to be scary. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be beach day every day. (laughs) No, it's going to be hard. Why? Because when you are in the river, you are going to lose every of your rights. And you are going to lose every of your compromises. You are going to lose some of your popularity. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Because to those of you who want to swim with me, I want you to know that you are going to swim hard. Because I don't want you to drag me when I swim. Because otherwise, I can't swim far if you are dragging me. But if you said, Pastor everyone, I'm going to jump with you. And I want you to support me and jump and swim. And let's, let God do whatever he wants to do in this house. And let's continue, okay? I'm going to end with this. He says, its fish will be of many kinds like the fish of the great sea. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for this prophetic message that you have for individual in this place and also for this church. For this house shall be called the house of many nations. Many nations, people from many nationalities, ethnic groups, races, will come here to worship the one true God. Though we are different, but you are the same, O Lord Jesus. Therefore, today I pray for this generation. I pray for a generation that is committed, that is bold, and that is willing to jump into the river and just let God take control over their lives. Because when we do that, we will see fruitfulness. When we do that, we will see favor of God. When we see that, that things will become alive. The sick shall be healed. Miracles upon miracles. Because our God is a miracle moving God. I pray today, Father God, for my brothers, for my sisters in this place. Whoever is experiencing dead things in their life. I pray that they will find Jesus in their lives first and foremost. Because without Jesus, there is nothing. Without Jesus, there is no solution. Without Jesus, dead things will not come to life. Without Jesus, nothing can be achieved. Therefore, Father God, I pray, first and foremost, let us make our commitment towards Jesus. Let be sold out for Jesus. Let us be fully, fully committed and convicted towards Jesus. And in that presence of God, there will be fullness of Thank you so much for this message, Father God. We just want to dwell upon it. We want to chew upon it. And we want to digest it. And above all, we want to jump into it. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for your loving kindness, for your faithfulness over this church, over our lives. Because we know that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said.